All right, it's Tuesday night. You know what that means. It is the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. I am Jay Stickney and the Pioneers. Well, they just keep on winning six in a row. They just swept Arizona State at Tempe, Arizona in something resembling a hockey arena. They beat them 6-2 to two and 7-1 to one in a game that was extremely chippy and physical. We even had a glove drop and a punch thrown towards the end of the game. And another guy who loved to throw a punch at me, the head coach, David Carl. And coach, uh, obviously, uh, last weekend was everything you hoped it would be in, in in many ways and, and more the the big story in the early part of the year has been that the team has struggled on the road um you really wanted to go into to arizona state a very difficult place to win they were six and two when you guys came in in that arena and yet you came out with two very convincing wins yeah absolutely um yeah going into the weekend one and four on the road and um you know our previous four game skid being out east against bc and providence and then at north dakota um felt like some time had passed and an opportunity um to get back out on the road to show how much our team has grown um as a group and uh really proud of our efforts again a building that we we did not do well in uh two years ago losing four to one and a really tough place to play i thought it, it kind of caught us by surprise last time uh we were down there we were much more prepared for it this go around uh practice in joy burns ice arena uh for six seven days as we prepared to go down there and um obviously felt like that that helped as well our guys you know they got down there like oh my gosh this is it's a lot nicer than i thought it was gonna be and um <laughs> i must you have know. banged my head yeah. on the rafters where i was maybe 11 times well you're up there with your parka i know and i could i couldn't prep for that yeah i couldn't prep for the concussion by the second period no you need a helmet from <laughs> nick meldrum exactly yeah. exactly so but yeah yeah you're right i mean it was it's, it's a tough place to play it'll be their last year of course next time it'll be like the taj mahal when we go to arizona state yeah no it will be and we're we're scheduled to go there uh not next year but the year after they're going to come to us um, again next year just for two games we won't play them four times uh next season but then we will go there uh the 23 24 season um always a good trip for for our kids but also our alumni who many of them came down uh, got some golfing in some nice dinners and came to the game on saturday night i know there was a lot of guys in the lobby a lot of golf a lot of dinners i'm not sure if they made it to the games yeah, I well, I know they made it Saturday, but I'm not sure how much of the stuff they made on time. So, um, I was proud of them seeing them Saturday morning up and out of bed. I know Friday night, Friday night was a good time for them, um, and again, a great place to go to um, in December. Rarely, obviously, do we have similar weather in December, but um, was still nice nonetheless for our alumni to get down there and have a good time. Now, we've talked a lot this, this season about uh, how balanced and, and effective the top two offensive lines have been. You got that third line going this weekend. Brett Stapley, the senior, just had a huge coming out party for this year. He comes out and gets a hat trick and assist the first night. Another goal and assist the next night. He's named the NCHC Player of the Week. And if that third line can continue to produce, you guys are going to be a tough out. Yeah, no, absolutely. We've talked about that group a lot on the show. Um, just feeling like they were close um, to breaking through. And, uh, you know, obviously if we can get three lines that score on a regular basis, and that's no discredit to our fourth line who, who had a really nice game uh, Saturday against Miami uh, with Capone, King, and, and Webster. Uh, but, yeah, Stapley, uh, Barrow, and Devine were exceptional all weekend. Um, and they're going to get good matchups. I mean, teams are going to, 
They're going to put their best players, especially on the road, out against the uh, the Gutman Savoy Brink line, and so they're going to get some good matchups on the road uh, for them to be able to take advantage of it, like they did uh, all weekend long. was was a huge boost for our group and uh, a really good sign of things to come. You know, and then we look at Magnus Krona. I mean, the goaltender, the junior, so much expected out of him this season. Got off to a very slow, difficult start on the year. Everyone was feeling very uh, a lot of trepidation uh, about the uh, the goal position, and it now comes out six games. Five of those six games, he's given up two or fewer goals. He was the NCHC goaltender of the week. Had 31 saves Friday, 34 on Saturday. More importantly, he he just looks like he's tracking the puck very well. Yeah, I think you've got a good eye for that. And uh, well, I'm all about tracking the puck. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Uh, I think you've had some one-on-one sessions with him. Maybe I am a do tracker. That. Yes. Yes. Um, no, he's he's been great for us. Uh, really, I think the last eight games since since the Providence game, he's responded really well um, to being challenged and um, has taken the ball here and really run with it. Um, you know, the games against North Dakota he gave us an opportunity, I think, to be in the games. Did not get the run support. Uh, that was required to beat them in their building, but uh, was very good. Uh, then the following weekend against Western Michigan, um, against Miami, and now against Arizona State, I think he's gaining more and more confidence. Um, you can see it in how he's practicing and how he's playing, and uh, you can see the guys starting to really rally um, around him as well. His puck play is something that uh, is getting a lot better as well. He's getting out of his net more. Uh, playing the puck which makes things a lot easier on our defensemen and our transition game and breaking pucks out so um, adding different elements to his game and um, again a a really good sign of things to come if uh, he can continue to play this way yeah so the pioneers have won six straight now ranked number 10 in the national polls they're 10 and 4 and uh, they're going to be taking on a nchc opponent that goes back about 70 years minnesota duluth strange season that they're having number one in the nation and, you know, privately, I was hoping they'd stay number one when you guys go up there, you know, on, on Thursday. But, yeah. you know, they, they get swept by Northern Michigan at Northern Michigan. But the big caveat to the story is, is they're all everything goaltender Ryan Fanti did not play that weekend. Correct. Uh, yeah, Fanti was out. And, and even the week before, they were missing some guys. And I believe Kaiser uh, might have been out this weekend as well. Kaiser Sosa? Uh, yeah, do you okay. know him. Yeah. Uh, Could have been as well this weekend. And... So, yeah, you lose two of your best players. Um, you're going into a northern team who is very good offensively, um, good in their building, Olympic sheet, uh, which is different than what Duluth is used to playing at. And so, um, if you, we, truthfully, we haven't even watched those games because um, it's not a good indication of, of what we're going to see. So, um, you know, I, I, we don't look much into it. Uh, Duluth is, is a great team this year, they take away time and space exceptionally well and in their building you earn everything you get and so we're gonna have to go in and um outwork them and and outskate them to get anything out of the weekend and that's going to be our challenge for our young team yeah it's been so strange nationally there's been a new number one virtually every weekend and it's like having that one on your back is is not a good thing no and um and and it's not to say that um I think there's there's four or five teams in that mix that are all there, there seems to be a tier, um, you know, in that top five or six that have all kind of rotated around and um, all very good teams. But they've had different um, falters and blunders here this year um, on given weekends. And I just think it speaks to the depth that we've the top ten has played each other a lot as well. And um, so you know people have to win the games and people have to lose them and i think that's what you've seen as well there hasn't been a ton of rotation 
in and around, you know, out of that top six or top ten. Um, but they've certainly jockeyed around between those positions a bit. Well, again, at UMD, it, it seems like the pattern with, with Scott Sandal and teams is usually you kind of hang around at 500 or above average, and then in the last 10 games of the season, just turn it on. And this year, um, you know, get off, gets off to a good start. But, you know, obviously they've had some, some big-time competition coming into this weekend. Yeah, they have. They've played a really tough schedule. Um, Mankato, Providence, Minnesota, uh, North Dakota. Um, you know, it's uh, it's been a challenge uh, for them uh, this year. They, they've had one of the hardest schedules, and so they're battle-tested. Um, us conversely, I mean, you know, we've we've played Western and North Dakota as our kind of two heavies, and other than that, we haven't we haven't been really really tested yet, and so. Um, you know, it's a great opportunity for us, like I say, to go into that building. I think our team's in a good frame of mind. Um, talking about this four-game segment, you know, the year is, you know, six games. We had a bye week, then six games, a bye week, and now four. Um, I think our focus is there, and um, we're really excited to get up there um, and give it our best shot against Duluth. You know, David, you didn't really know that, but you know, being here at the Campus Lounge, they've got a couple of specials tonight. It's Taco Tuesday. Ah. Taco Tuesday. Wednesday is a plumber's favorite day. Taco Tuesday, and also there's a brisket special tonight. They gave me the details. I don't have them on the top of my head, but there's a brisket special, and it's Taco Tuesday. A lot of people down here already. Uh, we're right on the corner, of course, of uh, University and Exposition, Bonnie Bray, the legendary home of DU Hockey, and feels good to be back here. Yeah, it does. Um, we've been in here a couple times with the staff, and um, you know, I think the, the group here is doing an, a really good job, and the food's excellent um, in my mind, and uh, we love coming here. So it's a it's a great spot to be before and after games uh, for the Pioneers, and uh, great establishment here. All right, well, we're going to take a break from the Campus Lounge, the Coaches Show with David Carl. I'm Jay Stickney. We'll be back on ESPN 1600 right after this. All right, welcome back to the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. I'm Jay Stickney, and we're down here at Campus Lounge. It's Taco Tuesday. Drinks are flowing, and uh, there's nothing like celebrating six straight wins for the Pioneers. They head up to Minnesota Duluth. Two games on Friday and Saturday, their last games until the big holiday break. They will be playing on December 31st, New Year's Eve, uh, against Alaska Fairbanks. I know you're supposed to just call them Alaska now, but they'll always be Alaska Fairbanks to me. Hey, whatever you want to call And you're it, from so. Anchorage, so. Yeah, well, you have to delineate. You yeah. have to hyphenate As that. an Anchorage guy, I wasn't real happy when they made the claim to Alaska. Right, right. You know, I, so. I, we're Alaska. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. So. Right. Because I grew up a Seawolves fan. Of course. And, uh, and there's nothing, by the way, and I've said this for years, there's nothing more dangerous in nature than a Seawolf that is cornered. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I've yeah. seen that on many specials. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, and again, it's so great that uh, the uh, Alaska Anchorage team, after a giant fundraising effort, um, uh, both locally and helped by the NHL Seattle Kraken, they'll be back in Division One college hockey next season. Yep, yep, and we've got them, uh, we've got them on the schedule a couple years from now. So both teams trying to play both Alaska teams on a uh, yearly basis. Yeah, you know, I've never really asked you about this, but, like, when you go home, you know, having this all-Alaska staff is, is so unique in that, obviously, you're in Denver. Yeah. Um, so uh, do you, uh, are there people up there that always just kind of want to talk about you three, like you're, you're, you're good or, or you're, you're a little bit evil for leaving? Or it's how, probably a little of both. A little of both. Yeah, yeah, yeah I would say. Um, you know, it's, 
there's yeah there's so many ties to, to Anchorage and, and Fairbanks on our staff that um, you know ta- you know Tavis and Dallas's wives are are both from Alaska and um, you know their kids are born up there uh, at least some of Tavis's and, and both of Ferg's <laughs> right and uh, yeah no there's there's a lot of great connections and um, yeah I love going home so looking forward I haven't been able to go back um, with COVID going on but we're hoping to get back up this this coming summer. All right. Well, you know, DU just announced today the Icebreaker Tournament, which is really kind of the uh, inaugural beginning of the college hockey season. At least it's been for a bunch of years now. And a strange one this in that uh, Denver is going to co-host it with the Air Force Academy. Two different arenas, obviously only about an hour apart. But uh, that'll be next October 7th and 8th against Notre Dame in Maine. Yeah, we're, uh, we're thrilled to, to do it. I mean, we... We've hosted it uh, before, lastly in 2017, and uh, in that year we actually had Air Force was one of the teams with Ohio State and Boston College, and, uh, you know, talking to Frank, um, you know, when, once I got the head coaching job and just talking about the icebreaker, we had the idea of, you know, why don't we try and co-host, and then you get rid of the afternoon game, um, you know, where where two teams not from Denver playing against each other in our building, and it, it affects quality of the ice, it's not a great atmosphere for the kids. Um, and then there's a short turnaround on the one night game team who's then going to play the next afternoon. So it's really big games. I think it's great for the student-athlete experience um, to be able to play both night games in sold-out buildings um, down at, on the academy campus and uh, obviously Magnus Arena to host Notre Dame. It's been a while since we've had them out. Um, I want to say the 15-16 um, season we had him out around New Year's and I think we tied both games. Uh, Cal Peterson, who now plays for LA, stood on his head uh, both nights and then most recently in the the Frozen Four. So great to have them back on the schedule. Um, and then Monty's alma mater and in the main Black Bears coming out, um, who is headed now by uh, another Shattuck alum and Ben Barr. So um, a lot of connections and Carlton uh, Creech, our athletic director, and Link Coots come from Maine. So um, a lot of great connections and, and touch points. We're excited about the icebreaker yeah that that should be a lot of fun and another big thing coming up uh, we've announced before but uh right after uh saturday's game against minnesota duluth freshman carter mazer and colorado avalanche draft pick sean barons uh head to the uh world juniors camp for the u.s as uh, they try to be one of the 25 members of the 31 that are invited to uh, make the team for the World Juniors Under-20 Championship. Yeah, it's it's a great opportunity uh, for those guys to be able to do that. Um, you know, they, they've both earned it. Both were at the summer camp this summer, um, and I think have earned their way um, into an invite on the camp, and I think both have an excellent chance um, to make the team. So they'll go there for a three, four day mini camp before they then select the team. I think they have to cut down maybe five or six players. Um, and then they'll head up to Alberta um, to take on Canada and the world. Yeah, no, and that starts like literally on Christmas, like December 25th, I believe. Yes, uh, the 25th or the 26th is right. the, uh, the first set of games. So um, it's a great tournament. Um, we will, uh, we're planning on being shorthanded. Uh, obviously, both of them. Uh, against Fairbanks that weekend, but then we we should hopefully have everybody back by the Omaha weekend uh, following. Yeah, it always comes down to you as coaches. Like, uh, I thought one time Ian Mitchell was with Team Canada, and and uh, they had that rare, disappointing uh, campaign, and 
he came in like that night to Wisconsin. And I think the theory was is that, you know, I just want to get this out of my mind and start playing again. Yeah, no, he, he certainly did. It might have been one of his best games as a pioneer. I mean, um, and no one can really Friday understand night. the pressure as, you know, he was under playing for that team where so much is expected. Like, yeah. we, like we want to win and as Americans. They need to win. Yeah, um, it is a different level, um, certainly, playing um, playing for Canada. And, you know, for Ian to, to wear the jersey was a great experience for him. But, yeah, I mean, it, it was – there was a lot of pressure. I, I believe they lost in the quarterfinal round um, that year and it didn't make it to the medal round, um, unfortunately for them. But then, uh, you know, Ian was able to get down and, and play against Wisconsin for us and help contribute to, to a big sweep on the road. Um, of the Badgers that year. Well, switching gears here now, we have, uh, well, one of my favorite people in all of North America and, and <laughs> someone who is, is so uh, uh, entwined with, with all of local uh, college and professional hockey in this town. His foundation, his organization, uh, literally gives lifelines of thousands and thousands of dollars to uh, hockey players, families that have uh, suffered loss or, or who are going through horrible times, and, and really they are kind of angels on earth. And um, I'm here with Dog Nation's Martin Richardson. Everybody just calls him Cap, but uh, <laughs> I'll, right. I'll call you Marty, yeah. you know. But, uh, hey, thanks so much for taking the time. You were, you were just in Tempe, Arizona, with your dad. I was. And, and with the team, and... Uh, you know, other than the conditions of their arena, how was your weekend? It was an amazing weekend. It was a little bit of a tricky one for me. As, uh, I talked to D.C. about this a little bit before I even went down there. But um, uh, about a week ago, my dad was diagnosed with esophageal cancer, and I, it was his birthday on Thursday. And, and so I went down to surprise him for his birthday, and, and we did the doctor visits and all that. But um, highlight of the weekend was uh, – David hooked us up with some tickets to the game, and um, I took my mom and dad to go see the Pioneers uh, put a number on on the Devils. Well, that is, that is awesome. Now, you know, I've, I've had you on the air with me, you know, hundreds of times over the years, or, or I've been nice enough to be uh, invited to do some of the play-by-play for your big tournament yeah. every year that has, you know, all the local uh, NHL or former NHL, former college hockey guys tons of du hockey players that have done it what's going on with dog nation right now especially now that we're like in the holiday season yeah it's big day today it's actually colorado gives day today and we spent the the day over at uh, the shaw family's house that's mike and suzanne shaw that you know and um uh we we're still tallying as we go and um we just exceeded thirty one thousand dollars as we were sitting here so for the day so so it's been a big day and um, do we have a goal yeah we do our our all-time record Records 34, so we like to break records. So, uh, oh, that's awesome. so we got about 3,000 to go. We should be able to do that, DC. Right? I hope so. Yeah, yeah hopefully this <laughs> helps. Yeah, yeah. I'm always at least 61 percent of sales quota. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, but uh, okay. So Marty, uh, you know, the Dog Nation has been such an important part of the lives of, of current and former players yeah. and their families. Um, you also have the, the the big announcement. You've got that hockey arena coming in. Yeah. in that Castle Pines, Castle Rock area. What's what's the uh, expectation as far as when that'll be ready? So that that's a really big deal. A lot of people know about that in your backyard. Yes. And um, so uh, the city of Castle Pines has made an incredible donation of 12 acres at wow. Castle Pines Parkway and I-25. That, that's 10 million to you and me. Yeah, it's a lot. It's in the millions. It's a big it's a big deal. But but uh, what we're doing right now is we're 
we're wooing really big donors that kind of see what we're trying to do because this is a two-pronged approach. This would be the first arena in the entire world where the entire facility is designed for both the disabled and able-bodied athlete at the same time. Truly making hockey is for everyone. And you expect to host a, a lot of the disabled Absolutely. championships and, and things of that nature. Absolutely. And, but at the same time, youth hockey, adult hockey, hey, maybe even an exhibition game um, with DU and CC or something like that. And, and hypothetically, if there was a sportscaster that could only skate forward, yes. would there be instruction available to teach them <laughs> how to skate backwards? <laughs> it's funny you say that because um, we actually do have a couple of ex-NHLers, pretty big names that said if we pull this off they actually want to run the adult learn to play wow so I'll, wow. Uh, you, you guys probably know who hang i hang out with on that end but um, yes. those are the guys that uh, want to do that that's great and uh, you know you and david obviously have a, a great relationship what what is the connection with du hockey mean to you oh my goodness it's they're just being involved with the the pro hockey side and the college hockey side is incredibly important but it's actually deeper on the du side because we've actually we brought one of the most incredible things we did do here is two of the boys that were in the humboldt accident and uh ian mitchell who you were just talking about knew these kids were paralyzed in that accident and the first time they were back on the ice and but they were in sleds this time it was actually at a du game and it's because of this relationship that dog nation has with du we're able to do some really amazing things both ways right. and we really did one even just this past week right yeah all right well um marty thanks so much for for coming on the show here at the campus lounge hey you know all good things must end i gotta say good night yeah. kevin kistner's yelling at me in my ears if i had my headphones on yeah well, right. there we go. <laughs> well, for this has been the Campus Lounge Coaches Show with David Carl. I'm Jay Stickney along with Martin Richardson. Good night, and uh, we'll see you later.